Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. Joining with me is Lou. Hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot how to say hello. Holy jamboli Batman. And Mike. Hello. <laughs> it just reminded me of the ice cream guy. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hello. No. No. Okay. So every week we can start the podcast with an icebreaker. Feel free to comment a question you have for us on our socials or on YouTube. But Mike, what's the question this week? I would like to know what the and I don't want any I don't want any heavy answers. Right. Like I want keep it lighthearted. Yeah. I want to know what the stupidest thing you did as a child was. And for me, it was I got really excited at the pool at Bear Lake when I was a little, little kid. And I just ran and jumped in. It was like, I think I think I was a bunny camper. And my parents were counseling teen classic. It was young teens at the time. And I just ran and I jumped in the pool without putting my, my floaties on. And I have the most distinct memory of just sitting there with my eyes open under the water, being like, well, this is weird. And like just the blurry shapes of bodies passing me by like you'd see in a movie. And just being like, okay, I've been under here a minute. And then somebody reached down and pulled me out and it was all good. But just it like it got like just barely to the point where my like my little heart was starting to pound a bit where I was like, this is, this is getting scary. What's going on? How, what's, what's, so we're going as like uh, <laughs> elementary kid. Like that's that's what we're going with. Yeah. Oh, I was younger than elementary at that point. I was a bunny camper. So I was probably like four, if that. OK, so I, I got to think of something when I was my thing was like in high school. So I, had I to, mean, that's fine. As long as you're a kid, it's all all fair game. Okay, that's fair. Setting I off the fire, well, so, setting yeah, off the I fire alarms. Uh, sophomore year of <laughs> of high school and getting suspended just from sheer stupidity was pretty stupid. Doesn't Tyler have a lighter? Jake, Jake has, has a, lighter. a lighter. Tyler's the snake. Jake has a lighter. That's right. Potentially my number one though, but I'm going to save that for my number one. Nice. The first thing that comes to mind is when I remember vividly being in the neighborhood and my dad teaching me how to whip a lawn, and I saw dog poop on the lawn oh no and he was like hey avoid that and in my head i was like i think i can whip around it (laughs) where it looks like we're good to go and i whipped it and it splattered all over my dad's face (laughs) and then fun fact almost i feel like 10 years after that i was in the same neighborhood and I whipped dog poop in my face. So I, the circle was complete. It was one of, one of the last lawns I've ever cut for him. So there you go. Did he pay you that day? Or he's just like, no, you didn't. Uh, when we first started, he didn't pay me at all. Oop. No. Yeah. yeah. So it, it took a year, I think, for him to get clients for him to pay me. To my understanding, if my mother is listening to this and it's wrong, I apologize. Yeah, I feel like I have a good story, but I just I can't think of it. Yeah, it's the first thing that came to mind. Well, as you guys know, on the top podcast, we like to talk about our top of a certain topic. And this week... Mike chose the topic, so Mike, why don't you tell us what we're talking about this week? Yeah, this week we are going to talk about the top five times we got scared. Preferably scared for your life, but if you don't have scared for your life, we'll take we'll take scared poopless. Censor. Thank you. Thank you. I do what I can. As somebody who now edits a podcast, I have the utmost th- sympathy <laughs> for having to cut things. So I, I, I got two that weren't fear for your life. Once we kind of opened that up, I was like, well, these are some fun stories, so we'll go with these. And my number five, I was with a buddy named Ethan, and his family had came over on Halloween. We were all going trick-or-treating because we lived in just 
it wasn't like a nice neighborhood. It was a fine neighborhood, but it was pretty safe and it was big. So like you could hit lots of houses and we were getting ready in the kitchen. I think I don't remember specifically. We were getting our costumes on. We were getting ready. And my dad at the time had a scream costume like ghost face from the movie scream and the light suddenly turn off. We look around and the next thing we know, ghost face is running at us. He didn't even have a knife. He just came in and both of us pissed our pants right there on the spot. Like (laughs) we were not ready for, for that sight. And it sticks with me to this day. I love the scream movies, but there's this tiny little bit of resentment just tucked away. I like the picture that he just went, he jumped in, I'm so buff. I was thinking the same thing. Sorry if that was loud, podcast. (laughs) It was a Um, prelude to that moment. Was it just the regular white one? Because remember, that mask used to be like all the rage in in the early knots. But there's also ones that had the blood in it, like, you know, the the liquid. I don't think so. I mean, I probably wouldn't be the guy to notice a detail like that. Also, it, I was so scared it did it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it was just the normal one. Do, does your dad have, like horror movies? He doesn't strike me as a, a horror movie guy. No, he's not a big horror movie guy. He now, to be fair, I'm trick or treating. I'm in middle school, or excuse me, I'm in early elementary school at this time. So what, maybe eight years old. So I am now older than he probably would have been at the time. So it's. You know, he doesn't like horror movies, but he was he was in his 20s. He's as mature as you're going to be in your 20s. And he liked pulling pranks. So I don't know if he had it just so we could have something to wear on Halloween or I'll have to ask him. I'll have to do some some journalism, figure out what's what. But, yeah, he had it for some reason and he scared the crap out of us. Is he is he known for doing pranks? Oh, yeah. He loves a good prank. That's what I thought. Uh, My favorite. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was thinking, do you remember? I have this like random memory of him doing a toilet prank. Does that ring any bells? Have we talked about this already? Paul did a fantastic toilet prank. Is it was um, it electrocuted or like a like what? a firework? It was a yes. Paul did the Paul was <laughs> Paul was behind the uh, the exploding firework. It wasn't actually exploding. The firework toilet prank. Okay, awesome. Uh, he, you know those little white bag things the tiny ones that you can throw poppers is that what they're called you get yeah. them at fourth of july he had they were about the size of the little chocolate mint you'd get after going to an olive garden a fun size like a like a mr good bar like about about that size that were the same concept but just stupid loud and so there was a regularly scheduled lunch at the company he was at and he also knew that a certain like an hour after the regularly scheduled lunch, his boss would make a trip to the bathroom like clockwork. And so he told everybody, hey, don't use this. Like there was I think it was only one one stall. And so he was like he told all the guys, don't use the toilet. Like if you need to go, go down the hall to the building's bathroom. Don't use ours. And then he put them on all the little touch parts of the toilet seat, the part that actually comes down and makes contact and just set it there. And so his boss came in 
sat down on the toilet and three of these things just <clears throat> it was like listening to kyle with control of the bomb sound oh gosh <laughs> and uh literally scared the crap out of the guy so yeah probably made it real easy and the, the best part was he walked out everyone was sitting there trying not to laugh and he just walked right back to his office like nothing happened and didn't acknowledge it happy that this wasn't just a random dream that i had about your dad well it, <laughs> nope. it was <laughs> His uncle. It was his uncle, yes, but Basically it, there person. was some there was some connection to to truth of the story. Kind of a side tangent. Are you guys' Halloween's more you going more for flashy or for scary or or funny? Like with our costumes? Yeah. At this point, I go for maximum comfort if I'm doing a Halloween costume. I, I'm I'm so grateful that you're able to put those in words because I couldn't figure out what I would do as well. <laughs> yeah, if I could go as Lucian every year, I would. If it wasn't such a party pooper. Most recently, Hot Kyle and Eli liked to have costume parties all the time. So there's a point where I'm having to do a costume four times a year, and I'm wow. not going to every single party. And so they did come dressed as your favorite movie character for Eli's most recent birthday. And I was like, man, I don't even know who my favorite movie character is. I do not want to wear a costume that's uncomfortable for six hours. And so I went as the dad from A Quiet Place because he wears a pair of tan hiking pants, which are one of the most comfortable pair of pants I own and a red sweater. And he has a similar enough haircut to my own. That's it. Oh, and he has a nice backpack. And so I was able to buy myself a nice new red sweater, which I use all the time, a backpack that I use daily and a comfortable pair of pants. And then all I had to do was walk around barefoot and problem solved. So, yeah, comfort over everything else at this point. You also had to act like you just saw your child get eaten by a monster. I don't know if you fully... Oh, sorry. It's like the first like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say spoiler for the first scene. <laughs> it's like the beginning of Last of Us, you know. Right. Yes, that's fair. I usually kind of go for more um, like a, a flashy, usually nerdy costume. That's that's my go to. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying the ball on the budget, which can be hard. I will say, though, um, your mother-in-law, Rob, Becca was in uh, like I've seen some of the costumes that your mother-in-law made back in the day. That That woman knew how to ball on a budget harder than anyone I've ever met. I saw some crazy stuff come off her sewing machine. Well, yeah, because she could just make it. You know, I, I can't make it. I have to go on Amazon and search for deals. It's on clearance. Ah, yeah. A- ask her for lessons. My wife loves to do the truck or treat every year for the church. And uh, this year we did a Overcooked theme. You guys ever played Overcooked, the mm-hmm. video game? Yeah. Oh, I have not, but I've heard it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a stressful. really good time. It is stressful, I, but I, yeah, it's super fun. So she made out of like maybe like five dollars worth of materials. She made stoves and ovens and uh, she made like fire. It was it was super awesome. She did a really good job. Well, I'm coming right back to you, Lou. What is the the time you were scared the most for your life or the fifth most time? What, what, what's yeah, your so, number five? All right. Yeah. So my number <laughs> five, I don't know if this is I don't think this is an order of scared to non scared, but there's I think there's different types of scared. So my recent scare is I think about a month ago I had COVID and I've never have been sick like that before. I've never had COVID uh, until last month, which is I think is kind of lame because it's like old news now. Yeah. You know, like I feel like if I had COVID like back in the day, people would have like been like, oh, dude, now since I got COVID, nobody had any empathy for me or sympathy for me. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it just wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun time. And so I've never had a uh, a fever before. And so I was just all like a new experience. And so I sleep in a I sleep in a different room uh, than my wife and I get mucus stuck in my breathing hole, which is not the scientific term 
but I cannot think of your, the name of your it. Your lungs, apparently. your mouth, your nose, nostrils, can, nasal canal. The know? hole that I breathe in, and I couldn't breathe. Nostrils? Every your time mouth? I, <laughs> every, mouth time I tried to breathe, <laughs> every time I breathe, I, I felt like I was breathing All three, I guess. more mucus. And I thought I was, I felt like I was choking. I couldn't get a full breath in. At first, I'm like, I'm just going to like manly power through it. And so I'm laying in bed, just like, breathe, damn it. Breathe, damn it. And it's just not working. And so I bust into I try to be as cool as possible because I understand the situation, but I haven't had a good breath in like a minute, it feels like. So I I, I bust into the other room. My wife is sleeping and I go, I can't breathe. And Christian wakes up and she goes, Lucian, 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 stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it. And I go, and so so I'm like, okay, you're not going to be any help. So I run into the bathroom and I just like look at myself in the mirror and I just like tell myself to breathe. And I kind of just like willed it into existence. So I'm picturing Chris Ch- yeah. Traeger in Stop. Parks and Rec. Stop choking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I like there's nothing I couldn't do anything. I can't like stick a spoon and scoop it out. You know what I'm saying? Like I I was just like, I could have just had to power through this. So that was the the newest, the earliest of uh, the fear for my life. I will say though, I, I completely forgot about this until you told the story. We were playing cards with my dad's side of the family once and I took a sip of Coke and it just stopped halfway down my throat and I couldn't breathe for like 45 seconds to a minute and I couldn't find a good way to communicate that to the crowded room of people around me. <laughs> Terrifying experience. Yeah, because it's like I want to be because uh, I've been in situations like that and I don't want to cause an alarm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's to the point where it is an issue, but I don't know how serious it's going to get afterwards. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just like standing there trying to figure out: Am I a problem, or can this just I do this quietly? Yeah. Usually, um, if you can talk, usually you're good. Like, it's not a complete, you know, blockage of air. Yeah, yeah. It's also just weird waking up and having mucus in your throat, mm-hmm. and, and and thinking, well, because I, I thought I like COVID was just going to take me. I just. I was in the back of my mind. I was just like, oh, it's gotten to my lungs. I'm f- It's over. That was just mucus. I think Mike was the only one here that had COVID like during the, the pandemic itself. Yeah, that was not fun. But yeah, we'll just leave it there. I don't I ain't talking about COVID on a podcast. I got <laughs> more brains than that. Not as a shot at Lou, but <laughs> <laughs> I heard it as I what said it. idiot I like, ah, would crap. talk about COVID? I was like, oh. I need to do some studying. <laughs> uh, was that lose strike three? Are we going to have to find another a third guest? I mean, how many more black friends do you guys actually have? Let's just be honest. I'm having breakfast with Waldob tomorrow. My number five came from Civil War reenacting. And there's so a lot of people think when they think Civil War reenacting, they think, you know, Greenfield Village, you know, there's an event where people like the, the public, as we call it, can come, you know, interact with you and you can talk to them and they can do that. But there's also these events that the, the official term is called progressive event. But there's also the slang of hardcore reenacting in the in the hobby. And basically that's you go out there, you have no contact, like and you're actually just trying to live, live the live the life. You're just out there. I mean, you as a, a meta knowledge, you know that there's like some Confederates out there in our things, but you don't know where they are. You're just living your life. And this was my, my first ever event. I was in fifth I was fifteen years old. I was in Wisconsin. I'm like, you know, all hyped up. This was advertised as a Confederate only event, but the organizers wanted to have a, a union, just a small group out there. We were, I think, less than 20 of us. So it was a pretty small, quote unquote, company. They just wanted to have it out there to simulate, hey, 
what if you guys were camping and the enemy just kind of like stumbled in and all that? So the first night, it was just a downpour in the rain. We, we didn't really mu- leave our cars anywhere. And the second night, we, we march out and we actually setting up a picket duty, which is guard duty. I'm 15. I'm hyped up. There's stories where some people like just when they were captured, they were tied to a tree and just left there with their food. There's like like the, when they say hardcore, it's pretty hardcore. Like you'll simulate like being captured. You won't they won't actually hurt you or anything. So I, I'm kind of like all nerved up and I have the first picket duty. So first guard duty. And I, I go out there. It's just this open field, nothing but the moonlight. And it's just me alone. It's it's crazy. Your mind starts playing tricks on you. Uh, I'm I'm hearing things moving around me. There's this tree in the corner of my eye that looks just like a human and there's so many times i'm like oh, and then nope almost about to car f- call for the sergeant of the guard but i i do not and my goodness i was so on edge and just so ready to be to go pop 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 well it'd be pop reload 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 pop really yeah, that type of thing so it wouldn't be much and i wasn't the only one too i i came back nothing happened to the last day but another one of my friends it was his first event too he came back and he he fixed his bayonet he was so terrified especially of that tree we we talked about it like do you guys do you see that tree over there he's like yeah i thought it was a, a reb the whole time and my goodness nothing will make you think and i i can't even imagine what it's like being on actual guard duty like this is this is simulated and i was already about the the piss my pants that's hilarious. Yeah, my, my number four is actually a very similar concept. So I will touch I will touch on that later. But I feel I feel deeply. Uh, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like what so your mom just let you go into the woods at a fifteen year old in well, Wisconsin did she drive you to Wisconsin? No, so I mean I have I had my group back home and my my cousin was in the group and he was like when he was one of the founding members. So I was with people that she already knew and everything and, and trusted. So Okay. She just didn't let you go into the woods with a bunch of strangers. No, no. Playing okay. He was like, Robert, go play with the racists in the woods. <laughs> go shoot at those racists in the woods. Do do you understand the <laughs> I'm just Yeah, yeah no. I'm just happy you didn't got Delittled, or you yeah, know. I just my mom just picked random woods in Wisconsin and said, "Go have fun." There, there's some rebs out there. Good luck. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like you had a good time. A lot of crazy stories came out from that that one event. Learned. Uh, I, I plucked a chicken. We we didn't have any food, and there was someone that was reenacting as a farmer, and we traded for chickens. So luckily, luckily we had a butcher in the company, so he cut off the heads and all that. And we we went and plucked it and like cooked it over a fire. Did you have salt? No, it was straight. Straight. And these were very scrawny chickens. <laughs> we were split between three people. Um, I was with this other guy. We, Me and this guy cook it. We go to the, the third person who's in the talking to the farmer and all that. He takes a look at it and says, no, you guys can have it because there just was barely anything there. Nice. Mike, how does this equate to your number four? Yes. Yeah, so as I discussed on, I believe, the first episode, the horror movie, not even really a horror movie, the scary movie I watched too soon as a child was Signs. So I was terrified of aliens and I don't remember if I think I saw alien for the first time once we moved out of Allen Park, but I can't remember. Anyway, there was a night where I woke up and I swear to you, there was an alien standing in the dark corner of my room and I sat there dead silent, absolutely petrified for what felt like upwards of 20 minutes just not moving staring this thing down until finally i was like look it's gonna kill me i have to at least do something i'm gonna make a break for it 
I'm going to hit the light switch so that my parents will be able to see what's going on when they come up the stairs. And my dad is such a light sleeper and he and they sleep in the room under me. At the very least, my death will wake them up and they'll have a fighting chance to not get killed by the alien. How old are you when this is happening? Twelve. <laughs> what a yeah, I could be wrong. I'll have to I'll have to double check with my mom how early I actually watched signs, but it wasn't too long after that. And I, uh, I I jump and I hit the light switch. And because I couldn't help myself, I had to get a look at the alien before it killed me. I turned my head. It was a pair of freaking cargo pants that had like draped out of my my dresser and the light was just hitting them just right. And it, the shadow it cast <laughs> looked for all the world like an alien. I felt especially stupid on that day, but I was I didn't feel too bad because I was so relieved not to be being killed by an alien that I kind of let myself have a pass. Are you sure you didn't just have like sleep paralysis? Is that what it's called? Where like people see like themselves sleeping and there's like some demon in the room, some um, condition or something. I've I've heard of that. And I mean, maybe there's a chance, but it felt a little. My memory of it feels different than the descriptions I've heard of that. Just it wasn't like I was. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. No, man, I was a scared kid. That's all it was. I, I, I can own up that all day. But it definitely wasn't that I wanted to move and couldn't. It was that I was actively trying not to move a single muscle. Although maybe it was just I was having a very engaged and positive. Like I was just going with the flow of my sleep paralysis. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's the, the only option was to hold still. So I told myself that's what I wanted. Have you guys ever used melatonin? Uh, when I had COVID. Hey, here I'm supposed to talk about that. <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> The slings, the arrows. <laughs> well, there's this pretty common thing I've heard from a lot of people where they'll get crazy, terrifying dreams from from melatonin. Mm -hmm. And I, for the most part, I haven't had that. But there's been a few times I've like woken up, like trying to protect my wife, you know, from some invisible force or whatever. <laughs> so I, I definitely get that. Awesome. And, once I, and once I wake up, I'm like, this is stupid. But I just having those crazy melatonin dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I like to, and I don't recommend this, but I like to time, try melatonin and then see how long I can stay awake. That's, I don't know, it's like a fun thing for me. Do you oh, just oh. like keep a timer next to you? No, no, no. <laughs> I just like, I just wait until I pass on the couch and then I go, got me again. <laughs> melatonin undefeated. Lou zero melatonin 27. <laughs> Gets me every time. Uh, uh, the random thing is that when I was a kid, because I'm assuming every kid has had that. Like, I think that's the reason why Monsters, Inc. was a movie. Because everybody used to think that there was a monster in their in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. I used to have clouds on my ceiling that my uncle paid for me. And at first I thought it was just like a lovely thing. But then as I got older, the clouds started creating faces. And then at the end, every single cloud was like a scary face. And I had to like try to go to sleep with like 10 scary faces staring at me and uh, that was rough. So they had to paint my roof. Did you That's have did you have your wife paint clouds in your room so you can fight those demons finally? I actually do. Well, me and my wife actually painted one of our uh, walls and it has clouds on them, but they're not scary clouds. They're like sunset clouds. They're actually very pretty. Good job, Christian. My wife is a, such a great artist. Lou, what's your number four? So my number four is my freshman year of college. Uh, I think I might have been three games into my football season my first year. And I had a roommate. Side note. When I applied for my school, you had to do a like a get to know you test 
or quiz. Mm-hmm. And one of them was how dirty is your room? <laughs> and so I was honest and I said, my room is quite dirty. And so apparently they put dirty people with dirty people. And so it was me and another guy who was both very dirty. And so he I love the guy. He was a great roommate. Uh, so his charger breaks on his phone. And I used my phone to wake me up. So we had an away game going on. We had to be up at like five in the morning to get to the to get to the game uh, because it was like way out of state. And my phone was at like one percent. And he asked me, hey, can I use your charger for your phone? I was like, listen, I use my phone for alarm. So you have to make sure that we wake up. He's like, I got you. I got you. Sounds good. So I go to bed and I. I wake up and there's sunlight in the room, not like 5 a.m. sunlight, like 6 a.m. sunlight, 6, 7 a.m. And I completely missed the bus and my heart sunk like to my butt. And I was just generally afraid for my life. I thought my coach was going to kill me. I thought that I was going to lose my scholarship. I thought I was going to have to just like my my parents has already like changed my room into something else. So I didn't have a room back home. So I thought I was just going to be a homeless bastard and start taking off clothes because <laughs> you're getting so nervous. Uh, I was wearing much clothes in the first place because I was sleeping. But no, uh, I did not. I started like I saw like 10. E- I saw like 10 text messages from my coach. He just like kept calling me and kept calling me. And I'm just like looking at my phone and it's at like one percent. So I didn't set the alarm, apparently. Yeah, it was rough. It was a scary time. Was your roommate also a football player? Yes, he was also a football. What player. a what a like he should have known to so wake you up. You both missed it. Oh, he he didn't wake up either. Oh, okay, I was gonna say that's a yeah. dick move. Like ah, I'm sure he has yeah. an alarm. No, 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 no. Yeah, he didn't wake up either. So yeah, we were both screwed. I uh, never did so many burpees in my entire life. It was a rough time. The worst part, I thought I forgot about this. So the worst part was that they told me that they weren't going to cut me, and they said that I was going to play the next game. And then so I get ready to play. And then last minute, like right before kickoff, my coach was like, hey, you're not playing. I was like, yo, that is that was worse than all the burpees that I did. (laughs) It was rough. He was like mind gaming me. It was I was so confused. So I want to see if you put in the effort. But yeah, you're not playing pretty much. Yeah, it was scary. That's scary. It was rough. It was rough. So my my number four, nothing crazy, not really a story to it. But just as a kid, I was terrified of roller coasters. Like I thought this cart is going to come flying off the rails. I'm going to fall to my death. And I don't know, for a long time, I when I went to Cedar Point, I'm like, you guys have fun. I'll, I'll hold your luggage and everything. I, I was that guy. Oh, oh I'm sorry, but Then I ended up going on, what was it, like the mine cart ride in Cedar Point? Like this is like sixth grade. So I went like all elementary school, not doing roller coasters. Boring ass ride. Yeah, bo- boring what ride. But for someone that didn't like roller coasters, it was like where it was at. That and the Iron Dragon are what made me, <laughs> turn me into actually, I, I love roller coasters now. Especially ones that, you know, are, uh, how do I phrase this? Are friendly to many body types. Well, phrase mm. that. Because, you know, that's something I never thought of as a kid. So screw you, Millennium Force. You were my favorite until recently. But yeah, those helped me overcome my fear. And I think just as a kid, I went on too aggressive of a roller coaster. Because when I, I lived in Pennsylvania for a couple of years. And there's a, a an amusement park right by there. So I think it was just stemmed from that. Had one scary ride. And I'm just like, I'm done with this. I'm never going on a roller coaster again. Which is weird because I love heights. That's funny. I, I have an honorable mention that actually is on the, uh, the Cedar Creek mine ride as well. And it basically, I was convinced that the strap, the strap or like the bar didn't come down the right amount. Mm. I, I have no idea to this day whether it's just that 
I was like a scrawny kid. And so it felt like it wasn't on there right. Or maybe they didn't do a good job. But I was holding on to that thing for dear life the first time because I was convinced I was not strapped in well enough that I could fall out if Just the white, right angle white rose. knuckling it the whole time. Yeah. Like now, as it turns out. You don't even need a seatbelt for that ride. Nothing no. scary is going on. It, like all, all those do is prevent you from jumping out. But <laughs> I was terrified. I was yeah. like, that's it. I'm going to die. And honestly, if I'd realized if I I'd have been even more scared if I'd realized what a, a tiny little ride the mine ride was. I'm going to die and I'm going to die on the mine ride. It's not even a good one. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it'll get stuck. But like it's yeah, it's very low stakes. And shout out to the people I was with when I like first rediscover or I discovered my love for roller coasters. They are gracious enough to keep on going to Iron Dragon and Minecart with me. So shout out to them for being uh, good human beings. You're welcome. It was not you. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't me. <laughs> One time I was at a uh, Ferris wheel and my bar didn't close all the way. Dude, those carny- carnival rides, those, those those carnival still, rides. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll see like loose bolts walking up to him. Like, no, yeah. guys, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was with my grandma and I was just like. Hey, our bar isn't closed all the way. And she was like, "Well, we're it's it is what it is, cause basically, <laughs> like she didn't say Don't that. Jump. That yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She was like, yeah. I mean, we'll tell them when we're on the way down. But yeah, that was pretty scary as well. Luckily, you said it was a Ferris wheel, right? Yeah. So we came up and came back down, and I kind of waved. Stop! He uh, started taking off clothes. I, He's like, stop! <laughs> for some reason, I f- I forgot about that until you brought up your college story again, Lou. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. I don't take my clothes off as much anymore, man. I, uh, I've learned to control my urges. <laughs> now we only take them off for money. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've introduced a Patreon page. For high execs only. This is a very exclusive Patreon. The <laughs> monthly price of $10,000. You. Oh. oh, my gosh. Hey, we're, trying, our- we're trying to go global. What's going to be in our Patreon? News? Uh, uh, us and address. That wasn't that our idea? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, um, for $10,000, it's going to have to be a freaking foot dress or something. It's going to be something. Uh, I'll wear uh, a sheen dress, you know. A sheen Sheer, dress. sorry, sheer. Oh, okay. Sheer like dress. She- Isn't sheen the clothing line company? I don't know. Well, I think sheen, I think of uh, Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> when I think sheen, I think uh, winning. True. There's a lot of sheens out there. Sorry, I don't know that sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen? Ah, gotcha. I try not to get into that guy. He's kind of scary looking. No, well, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Two and a Half Men, but I knew that was him. I've I've seen a couple. They're not good. <laughs> Wasn't Ashley Kutcher on the show? Yeah, and he might have raised the overall IQ of the show. That's <laughs> saying a lot. Yeah, it is. Or anything. Shout out to Action Kutcher. Two and a half men just him trying to have sex with a younger woman. Isn't that like the whole show? And then there's just like this fat chubby white kid. Yeah, it's who, his kid. Who's just there. It's, no, that's his uh, his nephew, excuse me. He's the half man. Yeah, that's right. All right, Mike, what's your number three? When I lived in Allen Park, we had a basement that was like, I don't know how to describe I don't know the technical term for it, but it, it stopped. Like we didn't have the last three or four stairs. So it was concrete, and then a drop-off, and then somebody built in a wooden little staircase for the last three or four. And next to those wooden stairs, we had a trash can and then a big laundry sorting setup. So you'd dump you know, your, your darks and your lights and whatever and into different piles, 
and this giant hamper thing would would hold all of it. At some point, there was all sorts of just long pieces of broken wood that it all bought, got chucked into this trash can. No idea where they came from. No idea. I know, not, know nothing about them. But essentially, it just became this giant cylinder of spikes. And I was walking down the stairs one day, and I tripped on the way down to the basement. And I tripped, like, head over heels, rolling like a wheel down the stairs. And I can also see this one clear as day where I'm falling, I'm turning, I'm heading towards the spikes. I am looking at the spikes. They are inches away. And then I land headfirst in the laundry. But for a span of about one to maybe half of a second, I was like, I'm about to go headfirst into a pit of like just jagged wooden spikes. Gosh. And this is how I go. And then I was headfirst in a pile of like dirty underwear. And so I was I was good with that. But me and my mom both like afterward were like, OK, we need to get this thing house right now. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. You could have you could have been like deformed. <laughs> right. Or on, le- legitimately, I know I'd probably be dead. It was all really sharp and pokey. I probably at best I'd either be just have been punctured all over the place or I very well could have just skewered my head. I probably would have bled out. There were so many of them. One, I, the, It would have got my jugular. It had been over. It only has the number three spot instead of the number two spot because the fear was so brief. Where it was like, oh, I'm falling down the stairs. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm in the hamper. It just, yeah, pop, pop, pop. But it was, it was probably the most fear per second I've ever experienced. That should be the name of your next book. <laughs> fear per second. <laughs> Some kind of like high octane racing <laughs> horror story. <laughs> FPS fear per second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lou, what's your number three? Yeah, I, I don't know how to. Glad you're going know. next. Yeah, dude. I don't... <laughs> OK, so I've recently been hanging out with Robert again and he was like, hey, do you want to go downtown Detroit? I, th- I can't this, remember why this we're, is where it uh, I can't remember. Were we there for uh, probably a, game a basketball or? or a hockey game? One of those two. Uh, OK. Yeah. And so I I'm such an in closet hockey fan, but only if I actually get to go to games live. I would never watch a hockey game on the television, on the TV. It's never going to happen. But I personally believe pound for pound, the best sport to watch in person is hockey. I don't know what it is. I love it. And so when Robert used to invite me to these hockey games and I was excited for it, I don't know. Everybody's just so nice. And it's like that Canadian vibe. It's a really good time. I recommend it. <laughs> oh, if you, sorry. If you, if you've never got to experience a hockey game, I recommend it. Because, like, basketball, it just seems a lot of drunk people. No, nah, like, football. Of rude. More football. I, I mean, I guess I've, gotten, yeah. I've gotten more basketball than football, but I don't disagree. And so it was me, Robert, and then another friend that I don't think I've ever met in the past. So it was kind of a, a random dude for me. And then I can't remember who invited, uh, who suggested it. I'm assuming it was the other dude. He was like, do you want to go get barbecue? This is a really good barbecue place. Yeah, he's like, this is the best barbecue you'll ever have. The greatest mac and cheese is at this barbecue joint. Yes. So uh, I was taught, because I grew up on the west side of Detroit, I was taught to never go downtown by yourself because that's where you're going to get robbed. That's where you're going to get shanked or shot out. Like It's not a good place to be. That's the whole reason why back in the day, the Pistons used to play in Auburn Hills and not in downtown Detroit because the crime was too crazy over there. So I'm I'm high alert and I'm walking behind these two guys. And I'm not trying to like group you guys together, but you guys 
Robert, you're a decent size, but the other guy was how tall do you think he is? Like five ten? Yeah, he's a little shorter than me, so yeah. He's five, a little ten. But he had so much confidence. He had he it he never looked he never like kept his head on a swivel. He it, he just walked like he was like Lewis and Clark. He like, ran you guys the streets. Pretty much like he got on he got on people movers without paying. He no, was going Q line, in bag Huh? Q line. You have to pay for the people mover because they have those uh Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Q line. The Q. Yeah. So it's just like, and so I'm walking behind you guys. And in my head, I'm thinking, if somebody tries to rob us, what do I need to, like, I want to run, especially if one of you guys get robbed. But it's like, ah, do I lose a friendship? If Does Robert stop being my friend if he gets robbed and I run away? Probably. It's like, (laughs) ah, I just like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm generally nervous. And so we keep going through these back alleys. And it's getting like just ghettoer and ghettoer, and we're losing. If if Detroit was like a bright light, we were walking away from the bright light into like the darker version, the darker Detroit. Well, and the sun is set too by this time. It was getting dark. So, yeah, literally so it's as well. Like, it's literally dark. We finally get to this barbecue place, and the barbecue place is not good. Mid <laughs> mid at best. It's, it's not like not good to the chance that I felt like I was risking my life for. Like I will risk my life for food. I would never risk my life for that food again. So it was it was I was more scared of what would I do if we do get robbed. Also, like, I don't know, Robert, like, would you would you just like I don't know, because I, I don't know if you would just like try to fight it or would you just give them? Oh, your yeah, wallet? my mine's, uh, you know, well, I guess it depends if they, they have a weapon. I'll, I'll give them my wallet. But like, especially if there's there's three of us on one, I'd try to fight them. But then I turn around and Lucian's booking it down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just letting you know, I, I will fight for you guys. Just I would have to get past the idea of, you know, they're getting robbed. Am I getting robbed right now? You Everybody say, has. Their I, I feel like if you're, you know, holding up one person in the group, you're holding up the whole group. I don't disagree, Robert. I'm just letting you know one of my flaws. <laughs> so just, you know, don't take me out in a battle because I will not be good. Crumble under pressure. I, I will crumble under pressure. Mike, would would you if I was getting robbed, would you would you stay there with me? Man, there are so many more factors I'm gonna need answered before I can answer that question accurately. All right, there it's, it's us three. We're walking in downtown okay. Detroit. We're trying to get this this mid barbecue place. We're cutting through back alleys, and then there's a guy with a knife. That's just like give us your money to us three. And then you engage him and start fighting him. Is that is that the scenario that we're painting towards? We'll say it devolves into that. Who knows where it starts? But I, I three of us could take on, you know, uh, a guy with a knife. I, I feel confident in that. Uh, without getting stabbed? I don't really like it. Yeah, it's my Robert. thing is I, I think we could win, Cause. but I'm not. Well, I, it depends on how much money I got in my wallet. If I got 20 bucks, I'll pay 20 bucks to just not get stabbed. I mean, that's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a that's a Shark Tank deal right there. You know, I got three hundred bucks in my wallet. We're throwing down. Like, as long, honestly, it's more of a I don't want to have to go through the process of like getting a new license and all that. Those in, the inconvenience is why you would risk your life. Yeah. The DMV is so bad that you're like, I'll get stabbed for not uh-huh. going to the DMV. And also, if you three hundred dollars, it's going to cost more to go to the insurance. It's going to cost more out of pocket. I don't know what kind of insurance you have, but the hospital is going to it's going to cost more than three hundred dollars to get stitched up. No, that's why you just do it at home. Not everybody was raised <laughs> in the woods like you, Robert. OK, <laughs> that's, not, that's not cool. Also, I would love to see you try to stitch up 
a wound. Are you, are you about that life, Robert? Are you calling it? Uh, I, it wouldn't be my first choice. If I had to, I think I could. I, I got to know the general basis, but I, I would I would definitely go to hospital first. So just just to clarify where I stand, if we are in Detroit and there's also the, the three of us and I'm, I'm not trying to knock the other dude. He doesn't seem like a fighter. To I was, me. I was talking about like Mike instead of that guy. OK, OK. If I have more trust if we have Mike than if we have the other guy, I'm not saying anything wrong Suck with the him. other guy. I'm so sorry. He probably doesn't even listen to this podcast. I was going to send him this. Set. I was going to send him this podcast. Like, oh, this is what Lou thought when we went to the barbecue place. <laughs> to be fair, so much confidence. I mean, I understand why he has three kids. I'm assuming he, <laughs> he lays it down very well. The confidence is great. But yeah, with with Mike, I have a little bit better of. But if if you try to fight somebody because you have three hundred dollars in your wallet, one, what the hell are you doing with three hundred dollars in downtown Detroit? Were you trying to buy a prostitute? <laughs> trying to. Buy a drink at the game, you know, that's what's going to run me nowadays. <laughs> Drinking a hot fair. and ready. That's it. That's that is fair. I do. I don't disagree. That mom's spaghetti is quite expensive. Is it? OK, let, let's change the situation. Would, would you have my back in a bar fight? 100 percent. OK. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming are, are you who you are or are you uh, are you somebody different? I, like, why wouldn't uh, I be me? Well, like, I don't know the scenario. I don't know. I don't know who you are anymore. You're apparently you're willing to get into a knife fight with no knife. Did did you punch the guy in the face? Oh, I who just say stuff. I don't you know, we'll just say for the sake of it, we're like it's coming to blows. Are you in or out? That's what I'm wondering. You got my back or no? Okay, I'm in. Yes, I'm in. But just don't be an asshole and start a fight. I'm not going to go looking for a fight. just let, I'm just letting you know if you just woke up today and was like, I don't like that guy's face and you punched him. I'm I probably will jump in. I'll just be really mad at you. I'd be like, Robert, we need to go to therapy, buddy. You just punched a random guy in the face. Do you see his face, though? Not not worth it. <laughs> I'm, I don't I'm not a guy that will start a fight, but I have never backed down. Granted, I haven't been on, like I've been in like two fights. One of them was my cousin, but I've never been one to back down. I thought you were going to say the classic. I've, I, will, I will always finish them. But I, I 100 percent thought that's where he was going to. Was like, no. And I was going to let you have it, too, Robert. I was like, Mr. Big Dick right here. Let's hear it. No. But if you guys come and get in a bar fight, you know, who knows how it happened? Oh, dude, it's the last place I want to. Yeah, do you, you don't want to fight in oil country, man. No, that's not for uh, me. Those roughnecks. Whew. They got nothing to live for. They've been. No, no, thank you. Moving heavy pipe all day. They're jacked. I'm just in a, sitting in a truck, you know. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I don't trust a man that moves heavy pipe every single day. It's scary. Mike, have you been into a real fight before? Have I, I've been in one fight. Have I not told that story on the pod? I don't think so. Oh, it was a doozy, man. So freshman year of high school, and we are playing floor hockey in gym class. And me and this other kid, we both go for the ball. He was like, he was your, your Dudley Dursley in book five type. Like he wasn't. Like he was a big boy, More but he wide was than he was tall. Isn't that exactly yeah. how described? Well, uh, that was how he is in four. And five is once he learns boxing and he's like still huge, but he's not plump anymore. He's freaking just jacked. Like he had a lot of uh, like meat on his bones all around, but he could he could punch your lights out if he wanted to kind of big. But me being the small scrawny kid, I'm more nimble. So we both go for the ball. Our feet get tangled up. He hits the deck. I managed to stay upright. I get the ball. The ball. I'm moving towards the net. I don't think anything of it. It was a clean play. Our feet got tangled up. That That's that. You know, it's it, we're just playing the game. And the I'm play. walking. Exactly. I'm walking out of the locker room. I don't even see the kid throw a punch. Right. But like his fist is the size of my head and it connects. 
and I got a big ass head and it connects with my head. Right. So it just bam, right side. I literally go flying smack the other side of my head, bang into a locker. And I'm like, okay, I die today. There's no way I'm winning this fight. And so in my, I play my only card. I don't show any of the pain. I turn, I look up at the guy. He's so big. And I go, are you good? Or do you want my other side too? And I managed to just crazy eye this guy so hard that he just like took a step back and I walked out of the gym or the locker room, pissed my pants and sprinted out of there. I was so scared. <laughs> but like I I literally like crazy eyed a dude that had like 150 pounds on me. And he was like, I don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> Closest that, I ever got. That was a successful intimidation check right there. Exactly. Good job. So my number three, kind of along the lines of Mike's number four. When I was a kid, I saw Jaws way too early. We ended up taking a trip. This would have been 2002 down to, is it, which, which Disney, is it Disney World that's in Florida or Disneyland? Land, I believe. Going to Disneyland. I think it's World, actually. Wait, oh. no, no, no. Because everybody says I'm going to Disney World for the Super Bowl, right? I yeah. Think, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's in California. So Lucian's right, it's Land. All right, so we went to Disneyland or whichever one's in Florida. And they have like this this water park and all that. And they have like this one where you're supposed to be snorkeling. And we, we me and my mom stay in line and we get there and I, we're like right at the front. And I look down and there's it's it's this big like enclosure, but there's baby sharks down at the bottom. I don't remember what they were. Not very big, like a foot long. And I just I nope right on out of there. And I'm like, no, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. So my mom <laughs> ended up waiting. And, you know, it's Disneyland. So it was a, a long line. And I know I could looking back, I could tell my mom really wanted to do this. And she's like disappointed that I chickened out. But there is no way I was getting in that tank with sharks and everything. I'm just like, nope, I've seen the movie. I'm out, and it's just, I noped right on out of there, because I, I thought I was going to get eaten up and be fish food, and that's my number three. Man, low-key, high-key, I'm not even getting, like, today, I'm not doing that either. Are you kidding me? I'm not I'm not getting in the water with sharks. I don't care if they're Disney World sharks. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, not and, a chance. And the the employer's like, well, they, they don't come up very far, and I'm like, oh, don't, 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 no. <laughs> If I go in there, I'll piss myself, and then they'll smell the piss in the water and come eat me. Is it the same water? Is there a box? Is there a gate? Is there something dividing us? No. F off. I'm not getting in there. Yeah, you would think they – I don't know if they still have it, but you think they have, like, glass above it or something. And they also had stingrays, which as a kid I didn't mind, but stingrays are actually kind of – they have a kill count. It's weird to have them in there. Yeah. And they were yeah. up They were up by the people where they were stepping in, so okay. – Could have pulled a Steve Irwin and – no, no thank you. Right. But then again, if I was attacked – wouldn't have student loans right now, so mm, big brain move. That's that would have been a big brain move. It would have, and no. that's that's why Rob is the money man. That's why. <laughs> Dang it, money man Rob. Money man Rob. I could go on Don't. a whole a whole rant about how people are willing to break their legs to not pay for college, and that should show you how the system screwed up. Rob is <laughs> just like going to casinos looking for ice on the floor, looking for that payday, or get hit by a Walmart truck. You know, trying to get that Walmart money. Ooh, that Walmart money, baby. Mm. You're like Steve Gallagher. I don't know who that is. It's okay. Uh, thank goodness. No, no. I, I <laughs> doubt any of you guys saw Shameless. So, oh, that's, I know. It's the deadbeat about. dad who's like always just trying to get the the payout. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: I haven't dated or been married to a woman in the last ten years who didn't like that show, which is literally two that's people, a, but still. It's a very interesting fun fact. That's awesome. Uh, nine years, but you know, close enough. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I was I was bored and there was a lot of seasons. 
Wouldn't wouldn't really recommend it though. Yeah, no, not my thing. But now I I'm watching the boys. Oh my gosh. That stuff's wild. I watched the first season. I haven't watched anything else. I just finished first season today and I hear it gets really darker and I'm, I don't know how they're going to get darker than they've already been. So we'll see. In the first episode, like when or, the speedster runs through that lady. Yeah, I'd recommend the boys. I feel like it's a realistic adaptation. And if people had superheroes, like we just become self-conceited assholes. If they had superpowers, like there wouldn't be very many Supermans out there. There'd be more Homelanders. I disagree with that. You say you can't. Don't. don't oh, I you. can't disagree. Don't give me a superpower. Okay, what what's 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 the lamest superpower you can have before you get power hungry? Ooh, uh, probably uh, I can see through things. Yeah, I think I'm good enough. I think I'm a good enough yeah. person that if I see through things, I wouldn't take advantage of it. I would have gotten better grades in college, but like I don't really know what else you could do with that. Oh, I guess what's the de- but that what's the definition of a bad person? Because are we like killing people or am I just using how would you I just I don't know how you would kill people with that power. So I feel like that one it's it's a nice one that like kind of self limits you. Like what would you what else would you do with that? Like you can look inside a bank, you're still not gonna rob it. Like Yeah, I mean it's just so yeah, it's so boring that I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, so I agree with you. Really, the only creepy thing we're all thinking of is I could see through people's clothes. Jeez, like, what? Oh, are we all not thinking that? <laughs> Am I the creepo? Am I the weird one? I'm sorry. I respect I'm people's sorry. privacy, sir. Oh, right, you, can't be trust- you can't be trusted. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm so- I'm. I'll make 20 lashings. 20 lashings. How about that? Is that good enough? What about you guys? Let's make sure that I'm not the only one. Yeah, I feel like that's a good limiting one. Oh, dude. No, I, I don't think I could have a superpower without being. Well, you couldn't I, see I, anyway, I, I, so that would be pointless for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit at this point, man. I feel like if Shot I could. Shots fired! I feel like if I could only, like, if I don't, like, a Mr. Fantastic power, but I could only, like, go out, like, one foot. Couldn't really do much with that. I guess I could play like oh. basketball or something. Okay. Yeah, basketball. All right. We're all not thinking of <laughs> what are you thinking of? <laughs> no, actually, no, what are, yeah, I mean I'm perfectly content. I, I agree. I mean I just, Oh, sorry. Lou's just wishing he could Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that. I wouldn't just if like, my mother in law is listening, I'm sorry. Just I'm grow out. Okay, what about like floating you can you can float six inches off the ground. That that's pretty harmless. Don't really know how you get power hungry with that. That's fair. You can do like magic tricks, that's, I guess. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was magic. like, dude, I would, I'd clean up in the magic sphere. And then you can kind of get self conceited and think more. So yeah, I think the, maybe the visibility. Maybe that's what happened to Chris Angel. Oh. Hey, this is Rob's editing post. If you guys want to know what we talked about, follow our YouTube page. Links in the description. Well, if it's in the description, you're on YouTube, or it's in the show notes. And maybe, just maybe, we'll post this on YouTube for you guys. Probably because we just think it's funny as I'll get out. One eternity later. <laughs> that might be an after dark one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, that like Mike, what's your number two? Man. Oh. <laughs> All right. My number two took place on a cold winter's night about, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe 2.45 a.m. I was driving home from work on the moped and piece of important information. There had been a different incident prior in the, the year where somebody almost hit me while I was on the moped and I was OK. I dodged the car, but I had no side view mirrors anymore. And so I'm driving home and I know it's freezing cold out and i know it's like there's ice patches on the road so i'm I'm not doing full speed i'm being as careful as i can and i'm driving i go i think 
I think there might be a car a ways behind me, but I can't look in the side view mirror to tell. So I glance over my shoulder, right? Now, in BMX, there is this thing where when you want to do a 180 or a 360, you look over your shoulder because that motion naturally causes your body to lead the the rest of the bike into the 180, 360, what have you. So I'm on my bike. I look over my shoulder. I hit an ice patch at the exact same time, and I do a 180 but the ice patch is big enough that I continue moving in the direction I was moving when I first hit the or when I first hit the ice patch. So it was like hitting a banana in, uh, in Mario Kart. Yeah. In in other words, I was riding backwards oh. at 15 miles an hour on a moped in the road going, oh, yeah, there is a car behind me. <laughs> and then I went, OK. I guess my best hope right now is to finish the the 180, turn it into a 360. And I don't know if I botched it or if I just stopped being on the ice. But the next thing I knew, I was going down and I I kind of went stiff like a board and I my shoulder hit the ground first. I heard something just go. I didn't even have time to like lick my wounds because I hit the ground and just had to get up and get the bike off the ground as fast as possible because there was a car coming to run me over if I didn't. Yeah, uh, that few seconds where I'm staring down a vehicle coming towards me while moving backwards on a moped. I thought I was done. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you've been really good at painting a picture. I have no questions. I'm happy that you're alive. I'm happy your face isn't punctured. I'm happy that you don't look like that one guy from Hellraiser. I'm happy to get run over by a car. Pinhead, yes. That's the guy. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was crazy. My back was out of whack for like two months after that. Can imagine. Like, I think the pop was just something in my spine just going out of place. Oh gosh. We can move on if if, yeah. if you guys don't have anything to say. That's not. That's totally cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> Lou, what's your number two? All right. So this is the earliest I remember being scared. My parents did not care what video games I played. This will all tie in. It. I promise. Try, try to be as quick as possible. So I got to play uh, GTA at a very early age. And so I learned what guns were because I used to play the games um, that had guns in it. And I knew what a, a Mac 11 was. And so me and my grandma were big walkers and we enjoyed just strolling around Detroit. My grandma was from Detroit. She's lived in that area for a super long time. So she, there was a sense of respect for her. If the people in the area knew us, you know, they would always say hi. And it was really important for her to like to to come off as like she cared or just just cared. I'm not sure. But so everybody respected us. Everybody loved us. So, so it was one time we were walking down a pretty big major road and there was a group of guys that was pretty older than me but not that old. And uh, I saw a guy lift up his shirt and I saw, uh, into my eyes, uh, a Mac 11. And and it was the first time that I understood that I probably don't live in a really cool place if a video game is kind of like the same, if a GTA is kind of like the place that I'm living in. So it freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, as it should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did he have a Mac 11? I don't know. I do know that he had a gun because my mom, my grandma was like, holy that's a gun. So, but I'm not sure which gun it was, but it looked like a Mac 11 to me. Yeah, not really anything, really much to it. And he wasn't like threatening us. I think he was just like happy that he got his new gun, you know, gun laws. Yeah, yeah. So he was just showing it off to the crew. That was a, it was, it like had the, everybody's a kid. There was like that switch 
where it's like, oh, this is reality. And so that was my switch for me. It's understanding that I, I don't live in a great area. It was a little scary. So my number two, another Civil War enacting story. I think this was the first night we go and march out. By the time we get where we're going to camp, it's it's already nighttime and everything. So we just lay down, put up camp in this tree line. I conk the heck out. It's like the only time I can sleep naturally is with Civil War enacting. And then I just, I wake I- up. What? And it's just like your body's like this is where you belong. This is like where you I, I I thought it's like you know you've done you've done so much activity that you don't usually do. We gotta you know, uh, power down. But I like your answer better. <laughs> I love sinner. I love these stories. I don't know why I find it so much. I find so much joy in your your civil rights. You, well, do you? Are you ever gonna do it again? Not probably not in Dakota, but I'd love to do it again sometime. Like for back for like a Memorial Day or something, or if we move back. I would to the love. Area. We should all. We all three of us should do it. All right. So we hunker down for the night. Next thing I wake up, I think there's an earthquake. And this is, I don't, this might be Maryland. So I don't, I don't know if there's things there, but the ground is shaking. And then this huge, just blaring sound comes out of nowhere. So my, my delirious mind, I think the effing rapture is happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. Cause there's like this loud blaring sound. The whole earth is shaking. And wouldn't you know, we, Camp maybe a hundred yards away from a train, but waking up to the ground shaking. I think that the, the the holy trumpets are sounding from heaven, and I my soul was just ready. Like, all right, this is it. Take me up, God. And then, nope, there's just a train driving past. But for a second there, I thought I thought that was the end. It's kind of hard to describe. I was like terrified because I thought it was the end of times, but also like, all right, I'm ready. My my, my soul is ready. Look, so this will. <laughs> I I have a story that I've been sitting on for this podcast because it's kind of complicated enough that it requires a visual aid. Like I've been trying to figure out how to animate a map so we can have a visual. But let me just say, I have the utmost sympathy for you in that instance. Let no man make fun of Rob for this. It it happens to the best of us. So it's time to wrap it up. Mike, what's your number one time you were scared? Number one time that I feared for my life. My, My grandma and grandpa on my dad's side, they had a pool. That was something that was apparently very important to my grandmother is that they have a pool. And so sometimes when it was just, we knew it would be a crazy hot day. My my mom and I would just head out because we were homeschooled. We could just do that. We would just head out and drive out to Rochester and we'd go swimming in the, my grandparents' pool. And I think it had to have been like a weekend or no, I'm an idiot. It would have been the summer because the pool, duh. But we, we took the the next door neighbor's grandkids with us they were my age uh ryan and courtney and so we we go to the pool we we're all swimming and none of us knew that apparently courtney didn't know how to swim so we get to the pool and i jump in and i'm like swimming over to some big raft that's floating in there and i don't know what went on i don't know how this happened but courtney ends up jumping in the water too i think she thought she could jump and grab the raft but she missed and girl just grabs me instead. <laughs> and so I'm just happily swimming in my grandma's pool. And then next thing I know, this girl who's my age is dragging me down with her. And my mom had to literally do the jump in and like smack you over the head uh, to break everybody up and then pull us all out of the water. I thought not only was I going to drown, but I thought I was going to get 
brought down under with somebody. And that's not a good feeling. It's, it's funny, though, in lifeguard training, at least when I did it, we, we practice escapes. If that happens, you have uh, an active drowner and they turn the grab onto you like you, they teach you some like basic escape maneuvers to get out from that. Actually, one of my favorite times from the training in a real situation, I can see how that'd be terrifying. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> it was no fun. Yeah, you're, but I guess you're really supposed to just like smack them over the head. To, well, it's like, hey, better to knock them out than to let them drown and kill both of you, you know? So, but yeah, Mama Bear came in clutch there, just hopped in, got us separated. I could swim, so once we were separated, I was good. How deep it was went on? Pool? Yeah. Uh, like, so it's a it's a regular three foot above ground pool, but what they did was they dug a huge hole on one side, and so it went down to about six feet. Completely uneven and awkward and like weird terrain. Becca was there. She can give you a description of it sometime. She, she's been to that pool as well. So it, it was kind of like a deep end. And so we just happened to be in the perfect spot for, for all hell to break loose. Yeah, uh, you're a better man. How old were you again? I don't know. I couldn't. Uh, it, would, it was pre-eighth grade. So at the absolute oldest, seventh grade, but probably younger. Because by the time I was in middle school, I, I probably could have got, got her off me. So I'm guessing elementary school. Now, do you remember, like, beating her up or, like, putting your hands on her? No, I remember just not knowing what to do. I was like, I she think I kept trying to, him, like, right? like yeah, I think yeah, I was yeah. trying to reason with her. I was like, dude, let me go. We're, we're going under. Like, <laughs> holding on to me. Like, I just didn't know. I was so just, like, I, deer in the headlights. I had no idea what to do with the situation. Yeah, I mean, what I can't, you're a better man than me because I would have stiff-armed the heck out of that lady. <laughs> Boom, Derek Henry, just bam. <laughs> I would have dug her in the dirt. Well, and it's that's the thing is like, I know that's the right thing to do. Uh, I, I can reason that all out sitting here on dry land. But at the time, I just totally froze up. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not judging you for not being like, oh, look at this wussy not beating up a girl. But uh, <laughs> just, I am just sharing how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, all I'm saying is you, you think that now, but in that position, it's it's weird. So Lou couldn't have underwater breathing as a superpower because he'd be stiff arming women all around. Uh, I wouldn't be looking <laughs> around. Also, like, I don't know. Are you still friends with Courtney? No, we don't. We don't talk. We haven't seen each other. In I think we're we're all friends on Facebook now, but that's about it. Very um, if yeah, if I, if I ran into him on the street, I I'd, I mean, I'd be more excited to see Ryan because, you know, elementary school, you're tight with the boys. She's the little sister. Darn right. But I'd, I'd be happy to see any of them. I don't yeah. hold it against her that she tried to kill me. I mean, yeah, all I'm saying is that, like, you had no business to get in that pool if you didn't know how to swim. So, Lou, what is your number one? I think my number one isn't the scariest I've ever been. I really didn't know how to put this in order, but I don't know if I talk about football too much, but a lot of my story, I played football most of my life. So a lot of my stories are connected to that. So I think it was my sophomore year playing college ball and um, I grew my hair out super far. But the problem with growing your hair out or super far who says that? Super long. And so I had a really big afro. But the problem with having a big afro is that the helmet doesn't fit correctly on your head, no matter how tight the chin strap is. So there was always a little bit of movement. I've heard about concussions before in the past, and I remember the first time experiencing concussions. I had a friend who was a wide receiver, and he went up for a pass, and uh, a guy absolutely destroyed him just up in the air. And he did a he did a 180 and he landed on his head. Ooh. And uh, I went up to him and I was like, dude, are you OK? And he looked at me dead in the face and he was like, I'm Batman. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what did you say? He's like, I'm Batman. And I was like, 
oh god and so i like waved my coach in he ended up being okay but after that back in my mind i was like "Ooh, i could be batman one day i should really protect my head flash forward again uh sophomore year playing football and uh we get into this huge pile on i think we were trying to do the what do you call it the the butt push was what does what does philly call it the brotherly the tush push the tush push yes yeah, so we try to do the tush push and Ray, like my so soon as soon as the ball gets snapped i i to my understanding this is how i remember it some guy pushed my helmet off my head and then we get into this big pile and just just absolute chaos and i black out we didn't end up getting the touchdown i stand up after blacking out and i go straight to the opposite team sideline uh, and I leave my helmet, I leave my helmet like on the floor, on the ground. And a bunch of people are like, I hear in my background, people calling my name, like Lucian, Lucian this way. And I'm looking and I'm trying to see a friendly face and I see nobody I know. And I am completely confused. I'm lost. At some point, I think somebody grabbed me, brought me to, the, to my sideline. And they just like started asking me a bunch of questions. And I've always been like a kind person. I've always tried to be like super nice, but I was just, like such a asshole well i was like who the f- are you guys asking me all these questions you can go f- yourself i was just like super rude to everybody and then my coach looked at me he's like can you play and i was like hell yeah i can play I, that's why i'm here and so i play the rest of the game we end up losing i have a massive concussion and so afterwards the doctor sees me or like our doctor and they she asked me a bunch of questions and in the paper she showed me afterwards she was like lucian's being very rude and he's not usually very rude. I was like, okay, good analysis, I guess. She was like, uh, do I need to take you to the hospital? I was like, no, I'm okay. I always heard that if you fall asleep with a concussion, you could die. I don't know how heard true that is. heard the same thing. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know how true that is. We'll get the intern on it. I don't know how true that is. Uh, but for a hot second, I was like, dang, I could die if I fall asleep. And then immediately, like the next second, I thought it is what it is. And I went to bed. And I, I didn't die. I had to go. I got to get like a, my head scanned at an MRI. It was like a whole deal. But I stutter with my words sometimes. So I wonder if that's the reason. Yep. That was the shortest I've ever been scared. And immediately like it is what it is. So, yeah, yeah I feel that's like all BS, according to our intern, that you're actually fine to go to sleep. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. Because that, yeah. that's never made sense to me. I've always been like, no, people. I mean, players are in concussion protocol for weeks at a time. Sometimes it's not like they're not sleeping through that whole thing. But it is interesting how some of the scariest moments are the shortest ones. That's something I didn't really I never thought about until we started talking about this. But it's like yeah. the scariest moments are sometimes just a flash. Yeah. 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 It's like, what am I not going to go to sleep? I like my head hurts. What right. do I- it's like I'm gonna go to sleep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take you guys back to 2005. I would go with a family friend. And we'd go skiing at Crystal Mountain, which is a local. I don't know where in Michigan, but it's kind of a, a more local place. There's there's only like one mountain range in Michigan, and it's all the way up in the UP. So we're not going there to go skiing. Don't even know if there's any good skiing there. We go to the Crystal Mountain with a family friend. We were there probably for like a long weekend. And I at that point, I was like, uh, I could the, the the levels were green, which is easy, blue, which is medium and then black diamond, which is the hardest one. And I think there is like double black diamonds and all that. But for Crystal Mountain, they just have black diamond. So I'm going there. I, I meet this guy because uh, we I still go to the training because even as a blue, you still want, you know, there's there's technique and stuff you can learn. So it's, we still go to I'd still go to the ski school. Met this guy. We kind of like become buddies for the weekend. Very last day, my mom and the family friends we'd go with are like, oh, we're going to go get lunch. I'm like, oh, can I? Are you good with me hanging out with this guy? 
And like, we're just going to ski a little more because it's our last day. And I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. For some reason, we get the idea as we're both intermediate skiers. And this is I was in fifth grade at the time. So a child intermediate skier. But like, OK, we're going to go and take on a black diamond. So we go up there the whole time. I'm like, I can feel my heart pumping. I'm like, you know, I got this. No problem. We we get to the top. We start going down. And one of the, the key things for skiing, especially for black diamond, you want to s- swerve as much as possible because that slows you down and you won't just go be a speeding bullet. I don't know whether I didn't swerve enough or anything, but I, I'm going down and I lose control. And I, I'm just kind of like flying past these people. And at the bottom of the of the, the run, there's like this kind of aesthetic wooden fence where it was maybe two two by fours and four planks in the middle. I don't know if it's just for people to grab it so they won't like fall into the ditch, but I'm going and I kind of I've, I've like spun around on my skis because I'm just out of complete control. Next, I see this this fence coming towards me. Bam. I, I don't know what happens. Next thing I know, I wake up. There's a ski. My ski mask is falling over my face. I'm like contorted around this this fence. I rip off my mask and there's people all around me like it's dead quiet. And I can't move my legs. I was. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know how long it was, but I was temporarily paralyzed and I'm just terrified and I was terrified for my life. I I like tried to stand up and I I just can't rotate. And like, I I think people could start to see the panic in my eyes. And I don't know, somehow like the the ski patrol came out. I ended up getting put almost like a kind of like a body bag. But then they they drag you behind like this, this four wheel or something. So I get taken to the medical tent. They they end up somehow getting hold of my mom. And I, I know my my family friend was kind of pissed. They're like, why do you let him go do one more ski when you're having lunch? She's like, dude, he, he was having fun. Like, we don't get to do this very often. So she wasn't she wasn't mad about that. I don't know when, but at some point I did regain my like movement back. And I, I really walked away with only just kind of a, a sore hip and had a full range of movement. And never, well, maybe I don't because I, I still have some hip movements. Like I can't do lunges and all that. So maybe... I'm just now thinking of it as a connection. Maybe that has something to do with it. I doubt it. For the most part, you go get x-rays. Everything's fine. But there is nothing more terrifying than waking up and not having movement in your lower half of your body. And while it's not scared for my life, that is the most terrified I've ever been that there is serious body yeah, damage to me. So that's my number one. That's fair. I'd have been terrified. Yeah. Jeez. I, yeah, that's crazy. I know a lot of people have hurt themselves on the slopes. Don't bite off more than you can chew. And make sure the, the swerve, you know, got a lot of those. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Don't, I don't think I've, I don't really, t- I, I don't know. I almost said, I don't know why I don't really talk about this story, but you know, I just don't bring it up. So I don't think you guys have ever heard that. Probably a fresh story, which all yours were fresh yeah, to me as that's well. That's a new so one for me. Being older now, I, I can't imagine like what my mom was thinking during that whole point. Like she must've been also just terrified. Oh yeah. No way. No way she wasn't. For sure. But that, that year was crazy for me. I had pneumonia twice that year with the skiing accident. I was out for like, I think a month and a half of school. It's a wild year for me, fifth grade. Jeez, yeah. So every every now and again, I'll you know I'll thank God for having movement because uh, even though it's for probably thirty minutes tops, something I don't want to experience again. So Lou, what are we talking about next week? What are we talking about next week? I'm just playing. Yeah, so we're talking. Dude, it's about- your job to know that for real. <laughs> Fourth strike, you're out of here. Ah, ah, what game are we playing at this point? We're bringing Seamus or Ben on to replace you. Seamus is not black. You're screwed. Is at best, we're bringing the wall We're getting Carl. Um, we're talking about top conspiracies, and we're gonna have a special guest, but I'm not gonna share it. Um, so you wait until next week. Or are we? Oh my gosh! I just thought of the, the community I'm just, conspiracy I'm, thing. That's that should be mine. Yeah. That uh, just what Lucian not, wants us to think that we're talking about conspiracies. Mm, actually, we're gonna talk about superpowers that you could grasp people with. Whoa! Pause. Super strength. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know how to come from. Blackmail folder on me is just getting thicker and yep. thicker by the episode. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give us a like and consider subscribing to us. Leave us a comment telling us what topics we should talk about, or if you have an icebreaker, let us know. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review and leave a comment, and we'll read it off on the podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you next week, or will we? Donnie Glover has this thing where he's like uh, listening to his own music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've been getting that same situation going on where like I'm listening to my own podcast and I'm having a great f- time. It's kind of weird.